to begin today's show. I am joined on the line by the mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, good morning, Jeff. So back at council yesterday, and, and we'll sort of get into everything that went on there in just a second, but I just kind of wanted to start by asking you on a general sense, you know, how do you feel the city is doing overall, you know, staff and citizens, you know, in terms of responding to COVID-19, social distancing, all these other protocols, just, uh, you know, what is your two cents on, on how the city has been handling this situation so far? You know, I, I said it in council yesterday uh, that myself and council are just so proud of the citizens of Kamloops for the way that they've stepped up to this challenge, and it hasn't been easy. And uh, certainly our staff uh, at the city of Kamloops are doing what needs to be done to keep essential services there. And uh, I think the public are really uh, listening to uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry and, and her recommendations. We have the odd uh, situation where bylaws have to go out. Uh, as I've said repeatedly, uh, you know, keep your distance, keep away from others. That's how this virus is transmitted. Uh, it's a respiratory virus, so let's uh, block its pathways. And in particular, I'm concerned about those snowbirds that will now be returning to the Kamloops area from the United States in particular. They must quarantine uh, for 14 days under the Quarantine Act, and uh, that means stay at home uh, under every circumstance. Yeah, definitely a, an important message there for, for everyone returning from anywhere outside of the country. Um, how are things going with the Emergency Operations Center? You know, you, you've talked a lot about the EOC over the course of this whole situation as it has played out. Um, you know, just how, how are people who are a part of the EOC doing? I mean, uh, a very uh, intense job, I would think, at this point in time, but you guys are, are meeting pretty regularly, and I just wanted to get sort of an update on, on how people are handling the situation when it comes to those working directly with the EOC. Yeah, we're well into week three. Uh, I don't attend the EOC. Uh, it's not a place for politicians. It's a place for uh, those people that are uh, running the city uh, and, and the logistics of the city. So uh, they're there. They have uh, backups for every key position. And, uh, you know, they're running it. The only difference is that they have to run it in accordance with the rules of social distancing. So normally in an EOC, you see a lot of uh, kind of huddles and, and that kind of thing to uh, uh, deal with specific problems, but uh, in this one, it, it's a little bit different. But beyond that, uh, I get briefed uh, every every day, and, uh, you know, those messages that need uh, to be extended to the public are done so through my office. Now, uh, with, you know, you talked a little bit about virtual distancing there when it comes to the EOC, and that's something that you guys had to do yesterday when it came to your, the city council meeting that took place. Um, there was four of you actually at City Hall, and, you know, you had a nice uh, couple of meters between each of you and how you were sitting around the table itself, and then another five uh, attending via video. So how was that experience for you? I'm sure that was a little bit different than what you're normally used to. Yeah, you know, and I think every one of us would prefer to be together, and I think the the discussion and the debate benefits by having you all in the same room. But, you know, we're going to do what we have to do and get the city's business done, and so that seemed to be a one way that we could do it. We had a few glitches, but our IT department really has stepped up to make that a possibility, and the government has now allowed that so we don't have to alter our bylaws. So I had to just... Uh, establish a quorum uh, and then uh, we could go on with uh, doing the city's business. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys are meeting because it is important, I think, to maintain that city business that, uh, you know, it doesn't come to a standstill just because uh, we're dealing with the pandemic, unfortunately. But uh, Corporate Services Director Kathy Humphrey was front and center last or yesterday, you know, talking a little bit about the impacts on the budget and how things are, are really just uh, changing on the fly. Um, you know, she's talking about how she's preparing to completely remake this year's budget, presenting a couple of scenarios where uh, looking at possible $3.7 million budget shortfall to another scenario where it's up to 6.2 million so you know a number of factors at play here so just wondering um, you know I guess what what are your thoughts on this moving forward I mean it was kind of expected that there was going to be some uh, budget impacts as a result of this and, and it's something that obviously every municipality across the country across the world is really going to have to deal with um, but at this point in time when you look at those numbers I mean surprised and, and how do you kind of deal with this moving forward? Yeah, you know, in many sense, the the city's no different than a lot of other businesses. We, uh, you know, collect taxes and we hire people to perform services that those people that pay the taxes want to have performed, and, and it's as simple as that. But uh, what uh, we see now is uh, a uh, a total recast of our budget that we'd spent ten months working on, and and uh, you know, I characterized it yesterday as uh, you know something that if you uh, go at it too strong and, and uh, use a sledgehammer, you're going to become part of the problem, you know, and uh, if we cancel all the contracts, if we lay off all the employees, uh, we aren't going to be part of a recovery or a solution. So I think what uh, council agreed yesterday was a more nuanced, a more finessed approach uh, where we're going to look at a whole host of uh, options, everything from uh, looking at our uh, contracts, uh, looking at our capital budget, looking at our reserves, looking uh, looking at property tax uh, deferral and uh, property tax early payment incentive, uh, allowing people to apply for utility deferral, but allowing uh, those that are able uh, some incentive to pay on time. And looking at those supplemental budget items that we had uh, talked about uh, merely six weeks ago, and I I, I was thinking of that, uh, you know, we, we had a great conversation about the value of the uh, urban tree canopy, and, and we had a great discussion about pickleball and we had a great discussion about you know buying mats for uh, accessibility for uh, handicapped individuals into our parks and beaches all of those very critical items but in the context of what we're facing now uh, I think we have to realize that this is not a time for supplemental items and that we really need to look and focus on the core business that the city provides and make sure that we're doing that uh, for the citizens of Kamloops and and uh, being part of a recovery of this situation that we're in. And and how difficult is that going to be? Uh, not in terms of putting off things like supplemental. That seems like it's a pretty um, easy decision to make, albeit very important projects that you still want to get done, but not necessarily things that need to get done right away or right this second. But just as this whole thing progresses, I mean, uh, it's going to be really changing on a, on a daily or weekly basis at the very least in terms of how soon are we going to come out of this? How soon is the city going to be able to start bringing in some revenue for people, you know, taking the bus or using certain city facilities? I mean, uh, it's got to be almost a, a lot of different scenarios on the table here because it's really hard to say how this is going to play out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, uh, six weeks ago we were arguing about, uh, you know, say you have a, a house and you're paying $4,000 in taxes per year, and we were arguing whether it was going to be $4,037 or $4,064, and we were arguing about that difference. 
right now people can't afford the four thousand dollars so that really is a fundamental change in terms of what uh, the reality is for a lot of people so we can't solve this problem if we're using thinking that we were using six weeks ago we have to be ahead of this so uh, i uh, gave credit to our uh, chief financial officer kathy humphrey and her staff for being able to uh, provide some forecasts even with a number of unknowns and they looked at uh, two scenarios one uh, a three-month scenario, one a six-month scenario, which I think uh, council felt was uh, probably conservative, but uh, nonetheless they have uh, put uh, values into uh, some of the columns and uh, they've given us uh, some choices and they'll take the input that we provided and come back to us on the 21st with a number of uh, a multiplicity, I would suggest, of of, uh, options and uh, choices for us to make, none of which are going to be easy. Uh, you know, I can assure you every member of council, uh, you know, feels as badly as everyone in the city about what we're going through. But we have an obligation uh, to, uh, you know, do a budget and, and we're going to fulfill that obligation. And I, I'm remembering uh, Councillor O'Reilly uh, yesterday and uh, he mentioned that, you know, never before in his experiences, the city had to worry about uh, cash flows and meeting payroll. And that's something that's a, a nuance mm-hmm. of this uh, circumstance um, yeah, that's yeah, it's an interesting point. Uh, I did want to ask too a little bit about just emergency preparedness overall. There was a little bit of talk about you know as we come into flooding season and and what the impacts could be there as we deal with uh, you know COVID nineteen and all the things that are coming along with that. Of course, as I mentioned, flood season is is on its way. There's always the chance that we see some significant fires during forest fire season, and of course, all of that is combined with the fact that we do still have this ongoing opioid crisis that seems to be you know almost put on the side right now. Just in terms of the overall preparedness for the city to deal with emergencies and at, a, at a general level, um, you know, just what is your confidence level right now? I mean, I assume that the city is making all the plans necessary to be able to respond to these situations, but there is that possibility that things come up uh, pretty quick without us realizing. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the opioid crisis, uh, Jeff, because there are two active public health emergencies in British Columbia right now. The opioid crisis has not gone away, uh, and that public health emergency has been in place since 2016. So, you know, we have that to deal with. Uh, we have this current uh, COVID-19 situation to deal with, and uh, the next immediate issue will be flooding, and the forecasts uh, are not good at this point in time. We'll get an update today, and we'll have a meeting about that on on the 15th but uh, those people that live adjacent to the river uh, just inspect your property inspect the dikes if there's been erosion on those dikes uh, over the winter that uh, you feel could uh, impede their integrity uh, then uh, let us know and and we will dispatch crews to start working on that we need to prepare in advance Uh, when you uh, anticipate a flood you start uh, six weeks out before that uh, occurrence to block off storm drains and those kinds of things so you know that's uh, what we will be uh, taking advice on and we will manage that and uh, you know the, the one thing that we have is a, a well-seasoned EOC and a very strong uh, leadership team in the city of Kamloops and and uh, just dedicated employees all over and uh, you know so I, I uh, am uh, just confident that they're going to be able to meet the challenges that we are being uh, dealt right now and uh, you know we are on a bit of a run of bad luck so we, we need that to change up here pretty quick. Uh, well, Ken, I could probably talk to you for another 20 minutes here, but I won't do that to you. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on and speak to me. Always appreciate it and uh, keep up the great work. We really appreciate it here in the city. So thank you so much. 
Thank you, Jeff. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was the mayor of Kamloops, Ken Christian.